Oh, man. What a week, huh? Ari. Ari hee hee. Honestly, it's been a good life for me. It's been a good life. Uh, it's been. Are you gonna die? Is that what Jeff, you? Jeff, this is the end. <laughs> it's been a good life. <laughs> I'm not gonna commit suicide on the podcast. I promise. But you might uh, after the comments, the YouTube comments, after your the YouTube comments, YouTube your Wandavision takes. Speaking of Wandavision takes, everyone, welcome back to another special episode of Stacked. Another after hours. We're here, like we said. This is the inform. This is the more informal podcast where it's not. We're not doing the, the the formula of the show. You know, it's just three dudes. And today we decided we want to talk about Wandavision because uh, it's currently what what day is it? March 9th? It's a Tuesday. Wandavision aired on Thursday. They're well, technically Friday, but we watched it on midnight. You know. Yeah. Uh. We would have done this earlier, but Chris and I have been working on a film, and Brandon's been working on journalism. So, so yeah, how how, yeah. how are we doing, everybody? Chris, I I I know how you're doing, but how how you really doing? Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> uh, you know, been busy the last couple of days alongside you, but um, yeah, th- I mean, this week is always the week between thesis weekends always just feels very like non-existent i feel like a lot of the time it's just like waiting anxiously between but yeah yeah feeling good uh a little exhausted but name of the game so yeah here we are it's so weird because okay i i i'm gonna be talking about this a bit because this is actually like this is the first film that i've worked on for more than a day <laughs> i love that on the so, last after hours episode yeah, we talked last about after hours we talked about my curse but Hey everyone! I broke the curse. I've now worked on a film for uh, two and a half days, really, because yeah. <laughs> uh, we ran into some trouble on the third day. But that's okay because we got we got some pickup pickup day to finish it. But um, yeah, it's just it's really fun to see like people that I I hang out with like and actually working with them in like a professional sort of professional manner, but but while still being like goofy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get that same feeling, Chris, during this week. Is like, oh wow, like. I've been working with all these people on a film the weekend, and now we're like all just going back to our normal lives for just like one week, and then we're going back <laughs> into it, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Like we're in a, we're in a. It feels like we're like, I don't know about you, Ethan, but like I've like felt this before because like even like as a freshman or whatever, I'd work on thesis films. Yeah, and like the week between shooting weekends just feels very like inconsequential to me. I don't know if you're feeling that. It just kind of feels like this week feels like purgatory or something. Well, I've I've had some some projects to keep me busy, like a, mm-hmm. a news story that I had to write and uh, my Australian cinema paper. Brandon, you you relate? <laughs> I'm a right. yeah, I relate. Mine was two weeks ago. You know, this will be out on Friday, but I'm I'm a little behind. I hope I don't. I hope Fury doesn't watch this <laughs> or listen to this, but I'm a, I'm a little behind on the paper. But I'll I'll get it in on time because I always do. Uh, Brandon, what have you been doing? Who are you? Uh, I haven't seen. I haven't who seen am you I? In a while. Who what am I? I don't know who I am. You saw me yesterday I when I accidentally. <laughs> wait, <laughs> sorry, Fury. Oh yeah, I did see you yesterday in class. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? When did I see you? Oh yeah, in class. Yeah. What have you, what have you but, been doing besides uh, going to Australian cinema? Uh, you know, I I've been working a lot on journalism. I you've said it yourself. Uh, I haven't really been watching a ton of movies lately because just because I've been focused on like working 
um, trying to get things all ironed out so that I can have some free time to myself. And having you guys on set this weekend was fairly good because then <laughs> I could focus on that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, so they're doing something else. What can I focus on, right? <laughs> Um, but outside of that, I would say like, I, I took a hike on a mountain with our friends, Chris, uh, Krager and Justin. Uh, and honestly, that was a great, what I said, the boys, the Chris boys. Yeah, it was a, it was a good, the, the alternate point. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I love you guys. Uh, but it was a good alternative to just staying inside. You know, my legs are kind of sore because they literally climbed, I, it was a glorified hill, but like akin <laughs> to a mountain. A glorified like, hill. <laughs> that well, that's Southern California for you there. Like you're not really yeah. gonna find like a mountain, mountain, you know. Yeah, and honestly, I've also been getting back into classic Doctor Who. <laughs> oh gosh, I know you guys are like patrolling me and saying you're you're a bad person. You're a, <laughs> you're a bad person. <laughs> you're a bad when, person. When did we call you a bad person for liking Doctor Who? <laughs> hey. But here's the thing. You should be <laughs> when I was of in yourself, high school, yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school, <laughs> I loved the uh, modern show, and I got so into it, you know. And I even got into some of the classics because they used to be all on Daily Motion before they had like uh, this TV service called BritBox, where you can get British television. And I, I watched uh, season seven this weekend uh, while I was working on some journalism because it's not the most complex show that you have to pay attention to every second to because there are times where it lulls. So I feel like there's, you can kind of like, uh, like mix your attention and stuff like that. But it, it was really good. Like two episodes were really good. Highly recommend Inferno and Doctor Who and the Silurians for anybody listening. If you can find them, but yeah, yeah, that, and that's about it. Well, that's really fascinating because the entire time you were talking about Doctor Who, um, it, for the YouTube listeners, uh, an image of Brandon dressed up as Doctor Who has just been oh, no. fading onto screen. Uh, it kind of that image of you, Brandon, kind of reminds me of the Robert Pattinson in the kitchen in a sweatsuit, <laughs> but it's you in a Doctor Who costume. It's just like it just has that sort of energy. Of you. Can you post that next to the Robert Pattinson photo and say, yes. "Does this equal this?" <laughs> or no, I just no no text. Just you two. St- standing in a kitchen next to each other who wins you decide (laughs) yeah i mean i don't regret it uh (laughs) because (laughs) in 2013 when it was the 50th anniversary my girlfriend at the time and i were really into the show and i think i dressed up no i didn't i did not dress up for him as halloween i don't think maybe it was the next halloween after but you know uh that's where that's from honestly big fan shout in the comments but Shout get in mad. the comments. Get mad. <laughs> Listen, I just, I, I fucking hate British people. All right, that's the reason why oh. I don't watch it. Did you watch the royal interview? I did. I watched the Steve Brule version. I saw one. that. <laughs> no, I saw the two-hour interview while I was working. What kind of sound does I'm gonna name sound a car part, and you say the sound that it makes? Car horn. Honk honk. Beep beep. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Meghan Markle just staring. I'm like, what? <laughs> It's so well edited. Did you know? I just like. Did you know she what? was on Deal or No Deal as one of those briefcase girls? Well, I know really? she's an actress. I know she was an yeah, actress. Yeah, she. But I didn't know thirty-four she was on Deal episodes, or something like that. Was she? And she. Oh, was she with Howie Mandel? Yeah, that's so. Funny. Not as like a couple, but, so, but isn't that so weird? Jealous. That like somebody who married the prince. Was... 
Yeah, the Duchess of Sussex was on <laughs> Deal or No Deal as the briefcase <laughs> girl. It's, it's, but that's like that's not even as weird as a reality TV show host becoming our president of the United States, you know? <laughs> I think it's yeah. the same weird. It's the I'll same send weird. you a picture. Yeah. No, I don't think it's the same weird because she was married into the family, you know? Mm-hmm. This dude actually became our president. You know? It's just... Did he, though? <laughs> Brandon's now like forcing himself to forget the past four years. Did did he though? Was he really our president? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Intentional blackout. Come wow. on. <laughs> I just sent you to actually I didn't send up to Chris. Chris, you don't get to see <laughs> No, just kidding. <laughs> How dare you? Oh. How dare you? In briefcase eleven is the fall of the British Empire. <laughs> Ring. <laughs> Ring. Yeah. Well, what have you been up to, Ethan? I know you've been on set. Been on set, watched some movies. Uh, What'd you watch? I watched Marty. Fans of the romantic movies episode. Finally watched that. And uh, all I'm going to say is I'm really happy it's on our final stack. I I really love the film. I think... Isn't it good? I think Brandon summed it up perfectly where it's just like, it's this nice... It's like, it's just under two hours or something. I think it's like an hour 30, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's just this nice simple story it like takes place over like a day like a a day and a half you know which is crazy for like a love story because usually love stories like they track like the the rise of this relationship and the fallout and the eventual coming back together you know it's like years of these two people this is literally just a dude meeting a girl for the first time you it's just like wow you know I said in my review, I need. I think this is a required viewing for all incels, because I think, <laughs> I think, you can find beauty in yourself, guys. Don't, don't get yourself down. <laughs> it's a very wholesome movie too. <laughs> uh, Ethan's dating advice. I love it. Can yeah, listen to me, guys. Every show? Listen to my dating advice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you liked it, Ethan. Yeah, and then after that, I watched uh, the last King Kong movies I haven't seen, so I've seen every King Kong movie. I watched King Kong Lives, which is fucking hilarious, but awful. And then Queen Kong, which is a gender-bent remake of the first... (laughs) (laughs) Brandon just gave the hand. Oh my god. I'm gonna throw up the spo- the SpongeBob image of what you just did. <laughs> what, right after I said Queen Kong, he did that. <laughs> and Queen Kong sucked. It was made by a oh, white dude who's probably racist, and yeah, there's still a lot more racism probably than in the original King Kong. Uh, and it was just trying too hard to be funny. But anyways, that's what I watched. But the thing that I watched before those movies. That's what we're here to talk about today. WandaVision. WandaVision. Now, all three of us, uh, I think it's clear that we are all huge fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, at behest to most of our friends <laughs> and colleagues yeah. and peers. Uh, but yeah, so everyone knows we're big fans of the MCU. We've we pulled some films out on Stacked. Uh, we had our big Endgame discussion. I think that's still one of my favorite discussions that we've had on the show. Um, go back to that if you want to. It's the sequels better than the original uh, episode. Um, and yeah, here we are, guys. The first 
entry into phase four of the MCU. Now I wanna I wanna talk about before we talk about our thoughts on the, the series as a whole. Let's talk about what our expectations were going in. You know, if you can if you could draw back to the all those weeks the nine weeks ago, Chris, what we what were you thinking about like seeing the trailers and like what were your expectations were going into WandaVision? I think like I was talking to Joey about this a couple nights ago about like what like what draws me back to the MCU every single time. And of course, you know, you've got the adventure, you've got the comedy, you've got like the lovable enjoyment, the epic battles and everything. Of course, like, yeah, absolutely. I love that part. But what really brings me back every time is the characters. Like, yeah, the MCU, at least to me, and I'm, I'm sure many others would not be what it, as meaningful to me as it as it is if it weren't for these characters that I find really interesting or captivating or just like really entertaining one way or the other. Like, um, so yeah, I suppose like when going into WandaVision, right? Like Wanda and Vision, they were always like, like ever since Age of Ultron, they were always kind of around, but they were never really like the, you know, the Avengers, you know, they, they weren't the people that like, they weren't Cap, they weren't Iron Man, you know, they weren't the people that you'd think of immediately necessarily. So yeah. I thought of this as like a great opportunity to like explore Wanda and Vision who are like, at least in the few comic books that I've read from Marvel, like I really enjoy what, what they do with them. I think Wanda is now having seen the series, one of my favorite characters in the Avengers, because I think they really do a great job with three dimensionalize, three dimensionalizing her. <laughs> yeah. So, and that, that was my hope and expectation. And that's exactly what I got um and yeah honestly very pleased with it like i really think they did a great job with hooking me with this character because that's what will always bring me back to the mcu and yeah so that's that's kind of my expectation and it was fulfilled yeah what about you brandon um i think when i first heard this this show was coming out it interested me like kevin feige was pitching it as this is gonna be weird you mm -hmm. know and i was like hey if the mcu can like try and broaden its visual style that everybody seems to hate like that might get more viewers on board and when i saw the trailers it wasn't that i wasn't interested it was just marvel was pitching other stuff that i was far more uh enveloped in i i mean i'm talking about like falcon and the winter soldier like that's more the um, part of the mcu i like i like the political realistic like um nature behind like how um how like the world responds to people like the avengers superpowered individuals which is why i think the early x-men movies are like really dear and dear to my heart even though they're not the best films out there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because like they tackle that that real world uh accountability for superheroes and that's why i love civil war so much so i i would say i was probably the least excited of the f the four of us who came together every week to watch it together when it started but i feel like i got the most into it as the series went on um like honestly i was like i was invested in the characters i mean i've loved wanda and vision in the comic books like i remember when i heard that a uh, wanda was in age of ultron in 2014 or whenever that announcement came out that joss whedon was gonna have twins in the sh in the shit i was like oh this is perfect. And if they bring vision into it, maybe they can do their love plot. But I thought it was too weird for the MCU and they weren't going to do that because like, you know, having a robot fall in love with a human being is kind of hard 
to do on the big screen. We've seen it in stuff like her, but that's like more independent and takes risks. Whereas with WandaVision, I felt like that they finally got their chance to flesh out these characters and do it with some of the best comic books from their characters. And honestly, I really appreciated that. And it surpassed my expectations at least. I know when, so going into like when they announced that Marvel was making shows for Disney plus and like the characters that they were choosing, I always thought like it was the weirdest choices, you know, like I remember there was like a vision and Scarlet witch show. A Loki show, a Falcon and Winter Soldier show. I'm like, I groaned. You groaned. I went. Oh. I groaned. I, I sneered. Like... Uh, <laughs> I was just like, because all the only sort of context I had for comic book television at the time was Agents of Shield and then the Netflix shows. And, and the Netflix and shows are okay. CW the ne- the Netflix shows Daredevil is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I agree. Luke Cage is great. Je- Jessica Jones the first season is incredible. Punisher, first season, incredible. Iron Fist, uh, Defenders. <laughs> I thought, de- I, I've been the mi- minority where I really enjoyed Defenders. But, Inhumans. Uh, Inhumans. Blech. Oh my god. <laughs> that I was could, supposed to be I a movie. I could not get through Inhumans. That was, <laughs> that was rough. But just to, it, purely in terms of budget, I was like, how are they going to televise the Marvel Cinematic Universe? You know? Um, it was really strange to me, but like once I saw the Mandalorian and the, like the amount of budget and attention that they gave to that show, like my concerns were like, were pulled back, you know, um, were eased. Uh, so going, so now my hype for WandaVision was at an all time high because I'm a huge fan of the vision. Uh, he's probably my third favorite Marvel character just like outside the mcu i think he's top 10 for me top 10 um i just think like he's such a a brilliant character in uh talking about sort of some ethics and philosophy you know i i'm that shit usually works out really well when you're doing stuff with androids you know i mean blade runner need i say more which they reference They, they do reference yeah um but yeah, I've just I've always loved the vision. I've always loved his appearances that he's made in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I feel like I was a little disappointed at the end of Infinity War, Infinity War when he was killed off because I'm like, ah, the potentiality for this character is there, but I feel like he was just he was used more as a MacGuffin in the series rather than an actual character. So hearing that he was going to get his own show with Wanda and they're going to bring him back somehow, I was like, yes. And then once they start dropping that the references to the show are going to be like old sitcoms you know, and stuff like that. And I was like, could they be doing pulling Tom King's vision, which is one of my favorite comic runs. Uh, I bet that that series has been name dropped a shitload of times when talking about the show, even though I'll, I'll get into it later, but, uh, I, I, there's a lot that's, there's a lot you that's know, there and a lot that that's yeah. omitted, but, um, yeah. going in, I was, I was hyped. Um, I think at, at the very, like right before we started, I was a little, uh, fatigued i don't know just by the marketing i feel like it was everywhere so i like going into that first episode i was like i was now just more like at a base curiosity than where i was months ago you know but um man those first two episodes they like they really set the ground of like what this show was going to be and i'm glad that they released them back to back because i don't know i don't know if the audience would have like would have retained if they just released that episode one you know 
I think episode one is the worst episode, if I'm being honest. Really? Yeah. I, I, it, it like, for me, like, I don't know if I would have been as looking forward to the, like, the rest of the show if I hadn't seen episode two, because I was like, the comedy here, and I know they're trying to, like, evoke that 1950 sitcom it didn't work for me and like yes there was that intrigue of what happened at the dinner scene but like the second episode with like the way it, it parodied 60s uh sitcoms and as well as like develop this world that they're living in and the kind of the ominous nature of it that sold me so i i kind of agree with you in that sense of like i'm glad that they released the first two episodes for that reason because then i was hooked mm-hmm. after the first two right um but yeah, let's now let's just like get into like this the specifics here of this show. Um, spoilers, by the way. Now, now we're going we're going full spoilers, going full spoilers. Um, I think I think one of the most important things we got to talk about is sort of this discourse around uh, theories. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, what incredibly like helped Wandavision like stay alive through its runtime. And its popularity, what were theories, but it's also sort of the thing that sort of shot itself in the foot for most of the people. So, like, how did you guys feel about the expectations that either the internet or the show set up for you, and how it was paid off? You know, Chris, what what did you feel like? Because I feel like I feel like we every time we'd watch the show, we'd always like right before we discuss like our predictions, our theories. You know, like what's mm-hmm. gonna happen? What's gonna happen this episode? You know. And did any of that ever, like, deter your enjoyment for the show? Or did it make it better, you know? Well, like, for me, like, going into, like, those first few episodes, especially, like, maybe the first three or four, like, the mystery of everything that was going on, of what was going on, was, like, the key to, like, my interest in this show. The, me slowly yeah. unraveling, like, okay, so Wanda's doing this, and, like, why is he, and, like, starting to uncover, like, why she's doing what she's doing and all that, like, all of that was very much where, for me, the crux of the show held. But then eventually, um, of course, like certain expectations were met and certain expectations were were not. But like that, like, and, you know, there were certain like theories, of course, that like obviously like I was very keen on or like were, would have been really excited to see. So like, for example, say, um, take, for example, uh, Quicksilver multiverse implications. Yeah. Doctor Strange stuff. Spider-Man stuff, even like some people would think about Spider-Man being in here somewhere. I don't know. But like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so there was all this like discourse about like the theories and like all this great stuff, which is like, it's always, that's always been like part of Marvel's like thing. Like we love, like as fans of Marvel, we love talking about this kind of stuff because we care so much. But um, mm-hmm. for me, like, for example, um, like, yeah, I, I would have been over the moon if we got to see like Doctor Strange come in and, you know like do his thing and maybe see him interact with Wanda a lot and all that. Like I would have been so on board for that. But at the same time, like the absence of that didn't detract anything from me because I was very much geared in by, by the time that those time, those things were supposedly meant to pay off. I was so geared in to this story about Wanda and her psych, the psycho and now an analytical aspect of that. Cause like, yeah. um, I think it was episode eight where we really get to see like, why does Wanda do what she does in this show, which is my yeah. personal favorite episode. Um, and yeah, like um, by then I was like, you know what? Like, like I'll take or leave strange. I don't 
mind if Quicksilver is not a huge part of this anymore because like I'm here for Wanda by then by that point and like I suppose it's one of those things where it's like the expectations for some people overwhelm their their I suppose enjoyment of the show itself um whether or not that's a that's a fault of the show or that or their own expectations I don't know if I'm in a position to make that call but for me at least like I was yeah. just like you know what I'm I'm here for Wanda and I got exactly what I wanted I I loved I fell in love with the character and yeah the the expectations never really drove me away from the show even though that was definitely a fun part of it but um yeah what about you right. guys um I think fans of the show and the MCU as a whole typically get carried away with the fan theories like they take every one as kind of like gospel and they pick and choose which ones they want to believe are true. Mm -hmm. And they'll like go throughout the internet. And this is not just Marvel fans, by the way, this is like any sort of like mega franchise worth of fans that will go intentionally trying to figure out what's going to happen because I think they want to figure it out before everyone else does. And there's nothing wrong with that, I suppose. But I think it dampens their enjoyment of the show because they go in expecting so much, right? And I think what Marvel is trying to do is broaden their horizons a little bit. Like, we started to see that in Phase 2 and sometimes even Phase 3 with, like, genre subversions. Mm -hmm. right. And I feel like people were like, oh, well, they're just going to make the same type of things that they're making in Phase 3 and Phase 2. But I think they're trying to evolve even further to make shows that are no longer just like alluding to future things and such like i don't think th they're obviously going to plan like the mc films always do they always drop hints mm -hmm. right but i feel like they're going to try and make their own self-contained stories yeah. that are for those specific characters and i highly appreciate that yes would i have appreciated a doctor strange cameo knowing that she's in the sequel of course um However, I don't fault the storytellers for not putting that in there because fans had this expectation because she was in the sequel that she'd show up, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it would have gotten the same viewership if they had told people like, oh, that's not Dr. Strange, or Dr. Strange's not going to be in it. Quicksilver's, that's not him, you know? For me, like, yes, I thought that was a very interesting plotline, but at no point was I like, this is definitely Quicksilver from the Fox universe. Like, I thought that was even pretty far-fetched when he showed up. It was definitely exciting because I was like, oh, my God, like, this could mean so many things. Yeah. But I think what was most interesting about it is that it focused on one particular set of characters and never strayed from it. You know, it never strayed too far into the we're going to set up sup something super future that doesn't make sense for this story. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. I Yeah, I think I love what you said about, like how these like the what is the goal of these disney plus shows because you have to like factor like now going in i think it's i think it's quite clear that these stories are going to be standalone like the people at marvel can't expect everyone who watches the movies to have a disney plus subscription to also watch these shows every week you know so um it's sort of like um i don't know it's sort of like in the comics where uh, you'd have these big crossover events and you'd see these characters who have minimal roles, but you still have investment in them because you have 12 or 13 issues of singular stories about those characters 
that you can take their personality and like their emotional journeys from those stories and put them into those you know i think that's what these disney plus shows are really going to be so i think we like going into doctor strange 2 i think we are going to get like a little recap of basically what's happened to wanda and wandavision you know just because we can't expect everyone to have seen the show but a few lines of dialogue here and there a few lines of dialogue but it's just gonna like if you've seen the show it's gonna make the movie all the better you know Um, it's like tie-in media like those like prelude comic books or something like they do yeah exactly yeah it's Um, gonna be just like that and um but in terms of like sort of the theories and like uh mysteries that this show implicitly set up you know like uh who's the electrical like the aero engineer you know um who is the let's see what what's another one who who is ralph you know who who what was that uh that fly that was on the wall in that I think like, episode or, and but like that Pedro? stuff that the internet put in your head i know that's what i'm saying like that stuff it wasn't the show's fault but i will say i am still massively disappointed by what they've done with uh evan peters in the show it's i i i'm still dumbfounded they did it's literally the exact same thing as the mandarin reveal in iron man 3 like it's to a t the exact same mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and i don't know i was just i was just dumbfounded how they just made it a random actor named ralph boner then i'm just like okay so it was just a joke you know this was just a setup for a joke and I, I get where they were coming from by casting Evan Peters in that role because you're like, oh, hey, it was Quicksilver. But like casting him in the role was basically them shooting themselves in the foot because for the fans that would the be fans, highly because they've already established before we saw him in the show that they're setting up a multiverse saga that uh, Andrew uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are coming in Spider-Man 3. So we know there's going to be people from movies outside the MCU coming in, you know, so when we saw Quicksilver for the first time like how could we not like have such high expectations about what they're gonna do with that character you know um i think that moment is still my all-time favorite moment of the show just because like when we watched it together and our just like our reaction to that like we uh, the whole we all like fucking exploded when we saw that show i remember like we were like high fiving each other and <laughs> shit like that. We're like, it's happening! Oh shit! <laughs> but and then it's just like, I I would have been totally fine if like, I think what they should have done is they should have brought back Aaron Taylor Johnson. They should have tried their best. I don't think he would. I don't would've, think he, I, I do he would have wanted to. But I think yeah, <laughs> they should have made him come back and then explain that he was just a random person by like a face spell. Because I think that would have made way more sense than uh, Evan Peters. Than Evan Peters. Because like, how did yeah. Wanda fall for that? You know, why does he... I don't think? Okay, can I explain? Yeah, I think she was falling for it because she wanted it to be him. You know, like sometimes people in grief make excuses to accept their reality the way it is and not ask too many questions you know because it causes them more grief to think about it Mm -hmm. and as feige said like it's just another way uh for certain people to be messing with wanda uh and that certain people i know it's like i just can't believe that because they literally look nothing alike and i don't know i i don't know anything about like if 
facial recognition gets like messed up when you're going through grief or something like that but like come on come on wanda you can't be you can't be that like you can't be that out of touch you know i don't know uh it made me feel like the show was making her believe that it was quicksilver to make us believe that it was really quicksilver you know but then she did say in episode seven that's not your uncle or whatever yeah she did but like still at first i don't know it was just like building 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 and it could have it could have not been her uncle and could have been something else but it did it really have to be an actor like why was it an actor i thought he was already under her spell why did it have to be an actor named ralph boner you know Mm -hmm. i can understand i I think i would have liked it more if it was just like a dude from the town (laughs) you know i don't think i was attached because i was like i don't really like those x-men movies that much like the later ones after days of future past is good but after that it's like it's kind of a drop off i think well i i don't i don't like the x-men movies but i love evan peters as quicksilver like he was he's by far the best part of all those films that he's in you know that's probably true (laughs) and i i love him more than aaron taylor johnson so i was like are they is marvel actually admitting that they have the worst quicksilver and like they're bringing because they're so fucking powerful they can bring in the better one i was like what a (laughs) fucking move that would be and i i would have believed it but um but yeah there's there wasn't really that much multiverse stuff in the show than what, what we were led to believe but I, everyone's kind of probably kind of confused how much I'm talking about this show and how I still gave it a four and a half out of five on my letterbox because I think like you said Chris uh it's a character driven show you know uh the anchor of the show is Wanda and Vision and that stuff that has to do with that is just like it was beautiful I think I don't think they've ever done uh as someone who loves uh the dynamic between Ant-Man and the Wasp uh more than anyone i feel like that they are the best romantic couple in the mcu now you know because we basically got like three movies of development over the show you know and i it was just it was so beautiful and touching like that scene i can't believe that they pulled off the uh the even an android can cry Mm. moment like i Oh. I I can't believe I didn't even think about that they they were gonna do that in the show. I, that never came to mind, even though it's such an iconic moment. But they did it, and they did it off. Per- they pull it off perfectly, you know. Yeah, it makes sense too. I here here's another thing about Wandavision, and I don't know if you guys like really have started to pick up on this. You probably have. <laughs> they are going deep cut now with comic book stuff, and maybe it's just the um, maybe it's just the Disney Plus shows. Right, because they're like accessible, and this is for the bigger fans because you don't need them necessarily. Yeah, but like they're starting to get into characters and like origins and or story beats that are very like, I would say deep cut comic book stuff, like very weird, taking a chance. You know, it's not your traditional like the Infinity Saga is not a deep cut. No, like anybody who follows Marvel knows like they've done it like twice, and both times it's like been one of the most iconic comic book runs of all time mm-hmm. um but now they're starting to get into like tom king's division which is you've heard of right yeah but like how many people have actually read that that comic book yeah. you know and that's i i'm I, i'm floored by that i love that they're doing that and trying to go outside of their comfort zone though i didn't feel much tom king's vision in this show though you know i, I did i was surprised and i'm reading it right now 
<laughs> I mean, I, I, they do have the narrative of Vision sort of trying to, like, uh, hide himself in the show. You know, you see that in the first few episodes. But I, I want to see more of that, like, uh, political stuff that's in the, uh, Tom King's vision, you know? That I, I, I hope that one day, because they they do sort of give a rebirth to the vision by the end of the show through the white vision, um, which I thought was absolutely brilliant, you know? Genius. It was so genius of how him unlocking memories and playing with the ship of Theseus uh, mm. sort oh. of analogy um the the thought experiment which oh. we've all been in philosophy through sci-fi and i remember i remember that day we talked about that in class and it was just like that was so cool for me to like show me like oh i know that i'm smart <laughs> 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 to like recognize that you know um but yeah now that now i'm just hoping that like maybe one day we'll get like an actual proper adaptation of tom king's vision where vision now that he doesn't have his emotions maybe from wanda like he will create his own family. You know, it's sort of like it's sort of like a reverse WandaVision. We're now Vision's creating the family instead of Wanda. Because I do want to But it is see, reality. I, I do want to see like Vivian and uh stuff like that. His daughter. Like his daughter has become quite a popular character in the MCU again. I think she's really cool. Um So and maybe she'll join the young, young Avengers eventually. I don't know. But uh But yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, let's talk about what's next, you know, mm. what's next for Wanda or like see this for, 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 for everything, man. Like now that we know, so just to recap where we are now, uh, the sword director, he's under arrest, you know, he was arrested. We don't know what swords like Monica Rambeau. We didn't even talk about Monica Rambeau in the show. She's amazing. I can't believe they pulled off that origin so well by connecting it to Wanda. I, nobody predicted I, it. I, I thought, yeah, nobody predicted it. I, I always thought it was so weird that they were introducing her in WandaVision. I was like, when they announced the casting, you know, uh, of Monica Rambeau in this show, I was like, they're going to introduce her here instead of in Captain Marvel 2. I mean, introduce her older self, you know, because she was a kid in the first right. Captain Marvel. But um, right. I, I didn't even know that we were going to see her origin in the show. It was, and they pulled it off perfectly by sort of tying it into Wanda's hex and maybe like some multiverse stuff of her ripping through sort of like this, this tear in reality. And that sort of gains her, um, you know, photon like abilities. Um, but yeah, that's going to be cool. So photons going up to space to meet with Nick Fury. Cause we saw him chilling in, uh, Spider-Man far from home. So I'm chilling with the scrolls up in space. So she's either going to pop up at Secret Invasion first or Captain Marvel 2. We saw Vision yeet out of there. Probably going to do some self-discovery. I don't know when he's going to come back, but hopefully soon. And then we saw Wanda, now without uh, the Vision cr she created and her kids, go off. And she's, she's, she's reading studying. the Darkhold, you know. She's studying up. Um, she's Good going for to her. School. Astral <laughs> in school, kids. Go to school. <laughs> She's doing get a job. She's doing she should get a job. astral projection than Doctor Strange because because she's awake. She was fucking awake. She was like making coffee and shit while at the same time reading like these darker text, these dark texts. I was like, whoa, what? The well, fuck? she is more powerful. She is. They name dropped the Sorcerer Supreme that way, saying that she's more powerful than him. So, yeah, what 
what do you think Doctor Strange 2 is going to be like? Because we, we do also hear at the very end, like, the crying out from Billy and Tommy. So, is, like, this multiverse going to be ripped open because she's trying to find her kids? Chris, what do you think? I would say, like, probably, like, wow, what I would guess is, like, I get, I feel like Doctor Strange would get involved in this story when the, like, the reality of Earth is threatened by Wanda. Right. Um, I assume Wanda is going to be the inciting incident and maybe there will be, there's probably going to be a lot more going forward. But like, I feel like Wanda might like do something perhaps a little rash with the multiverse and then Dr. Strange will Mm -hmm. step in and, you know, try and resolve that. But then obviously that might lead to conflict or they might um, come together to fight a a larger threat alongside one another. Um, Yeah. That, I mean, that's how I imagine it. Um, I really am kind of like interested by like this kind of um like this dark kind of magic world that we saw like the witches and like the that like little like um that like that cer- that really dark like ceremony that we saw in the show where like she's surrounded oh, yeah. by witches like that Salem yeah, shit. like like Salem witch yeah. hunter shit like like Hansel and Gretel witch hunters <laughs> if you will anyone seen that movie <laughs> um but yeah I, no comment down below if you see an ansel yeah shout, shout, out to, shout out to shout out to jeremy with. renner <laughs> um but yeah i mean like that that's really something something really interesting to me because like i guess like i mean we haven't seen very much magic going on in the mcu just yet other than dr strange and yeah. the dr strange stuff like to me felt very like almost like mystical like and like wonderful in a weird way like it was always kind of like awe-inspiring mm-hmm. but like not that that creepy so i'm excited to see it and also sam raimi directing multiverse so i mean who, who knows like, what he's gonna do with witch witch stuff you know so uh, time will tell with that i i mean i don't know man i think there's a there's a lot of different ways they could go because we have spider-man in between right and I don't know if it's supposed to be like that uh, or if it was scheduled to be like that. Um, so somehow, right, it, I think it has to happen beforehand, the, this ripping apart of the multiverse in that sense, like which which I feel like maybe Wanda has to play into Spider-Man to some degree. I don't think she's in it or anything, mm-hmm. but she has to play into the background because why are these why are they here you know they can't just do the live action spider-verse the same way they did the animated spider-verse like i feel like that would be kind of a cop-out right um i know sony wants to get tom holland in their movies but come on (laughs) um um, i i don't know i i feel like i feel like they're setting up for a house of m type thing because i thought this was going to be house of m and to an extent it had like elements of it Mm -hmm. with her kids and her developing her own reality yeah but it didn't have that same like MCU altering sort of turn. And I feel like they're doing that in the movie and they had to set it up with something like this. Right. I really do think they're bringing in like a Mephisto or a Katoon or Kathan. They, um, they might do like Mephisto, uh, Katan and Nightmare. I feel like they might sort of like how um, they've sort of... Uh, they, they've combined a lot of characters and like warped narratives around characters in the past you know um i feel like they might do that again to make the story easier because i i don't know if they're just gonna do like just mephisto like i i can't see the actual devil 
being in the MCU, you know? I think they'll make him some sort of thing. I think they'll, like, make Nightmare, like, be, like, a Mephisto character and, like, have him be perceived as the devil through, like, stories. You know how they did they did that with the Asgardians? How they're, like, right. people created for- folklore around them when they showed up to Earth? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. And in terms of Spider-Man, I do think it was always intended for, like, it to go WandaVision, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. So I think what we're going to get in Spider-Man is, like, we're going to have this mystery of why the multiverse is opening up for people. Because the average viewer won't know that it's Wanda doing this, mm-hmm. you know. And then Doctor Strange is going to come in. And I think the bol- the two of them, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, are sort of going to figure out that this was Wanda's doing by the end of the film, you know. Um, probably not in like a third act or something. She, I don't think she'll even be in the film besides a post credit scene, mm-hmm. you know. Me too. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, it'll be like, oh, it was Wanda all along, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> they just do it. Back, a... <laughs> They'll do that some sort of post credit sting that, which will then bring uh, Doctor Strange into his own spinoff. And I think what Wanda's going to do is realize that she's making a mistake again. You know, um, I I don't think they'll ever, they're ever going to make her full villain just because like Me too. Uh, because of the criticisms Marvel has received in the past. For the Scarlet Witch character and how they've handled her like that, you know? So I think it's going to be Wanda, like, trying to mess with the Darkhold for the right intentions of getting her kids, but actually unleashing something worse, worse under this world that she and Doctor Strange will have to fix in his sequel, you know? I mean, honestly, I have a theory that that Doctor Strange movie is probably going to be, like, the biggest MCU movie we get in the next five, not five years, three years, the of the ones that are announced. Other than maybe Ant-Man. I know, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's going to be like, it's going to be like the Civil War. Um, There's going to be a lot of cameos in that movie. And people don't realize that because it's a multiverse movie. Mm -hmm. And they've got to play with like, like the what if scenarios that they're going to mess with in the TV show. Yeah. And like people don't realize how crazy this movie is going to be because it's going to be horrific in some senses because it's it's by Sam Raimi and it was supposed to be done by Scott Derrickson. Mm-hmm. So you got to believe that there's some horror elements in there. Yeah. Also, if they're bringing in like the Darkhold, you would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but then they've got this like epic, gal- not galaxy, universe spanning story. Where you have like literally a like a universe hopper in America Chavez, who's a young Avenger, which they're also setting up. So this is like I forgot they're to be bringing like, her into this, right? So it's like the it's the chance to like really turn the page onto like what this universe can do, which is why I'm probably the most excited for this movie. Not out of all of us, but yeah, like in right. just in general, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I'm so excited for Doctor Strange mm-hmm. too, because I, I, I. I think the first Doctor Strange is one of the most underrated MCU films. Um, mm-hmm. It's not just Iron Man, people. It's not, yeah, it's Come not on. just Iron Man with magic. Um, and I just, I love Benedict Cumberbatch's Stephen Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he does an excellent performance. I love Wong. I love, I just, I love the world building that they've done for the Sanctum Santorum and all that stuff like that. So I'm, I'm ready to go back into that world and, see him truly deal with some i i love the multiverse of madness because you know my favorite thing about dr strange is like 
how insane things can get in that you know if you look at those original stan lee and steve ditko runs um and the insane art they would do and hello hello someone at my door did you hear I that heard... <laughs> um what was i saying uh dr strange you were talking about the art the art yes the art of steve ditko um it's just it's fantastic and then we saw little glimpses of that in the dark dimension the dark dimension but oh. mostly we saw some uh inception like stuff you know happen to the world of dr strange so i'm ready to get weirder and hearing multiverse of madness that just means like we might be going full weird and bringing sam raimi like I don't want to see I don't want to see Spider Man Sam Raimi or Spider Man Two. I want to see Evil Dead Sam Raimi or Me too. I want to see Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness Sam Raimi handle Doctor Strange. You know what I'm saying? I, it might be my most anticipated movie of next year. Uh, Sonic Two is coming out, so no, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it's gonna break open the universe. But isn't it funny that a month later DC is doing a multiverse movie with the Flash? And they're bringing like Michael Keaton Batman. Are we, are we getting another Batman vs Superman Civil War situation in our hands? Like, Oy. oh boy, we'll see. But we already know who does it better every time. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's no contest. Uh, I think Batman vs Superman is better than Civil War, but that's just me. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're we're almost approaching an hour here. Uh. uh. I kind of want to ask yeah. you guys about your favorite episodes and moments from WandaVision. Yes. And what you think individually about Wanda's journey with Vision throughout this series. Yeah, Chris. Before right. we wrap well, up. Um, I mentioned it briefly earlier, but my favorite episode by far, I think, is episode eight. It's the one where we get mm -hmm. um, to see, like, we basically travel with Wanda through her memory. Um, and we see her trauma and sacrifice and everything like and which are like um vital tenets of marvel's kind of like approach with their characters and they do it beautifully like i like i remember in um when we watched age of ultron like way back in 2015 i what like hearing that like the twins like family was killed by a stark missile like i under so that gave me the context and understanding of why they hate stark at least to begin with but this made me feel why they hate Stark. You know what I mean? Because, like, how could you yeah. not, like, if you saw that happen and, like, you know, it's, like, seeing, like, how um, her creating this reality of, like, the 50s, 60s, 70s, like, sitcoms and whatever was her coping mechanism because it's what brought her comfort as a child. Um, and now, I don't know, I just think that that was so sophisticated and so smart and eloquently done by Marvel. I think they did a great job with, like, approaching trauma and pain with such like a delicate but also like very like understated and beautiful and poetic kind of way i don't know but um yeah that's definitely my favorite um episode by far um and yeah i mean like i guess if i had to pick like one moment from the app from the show obviously when quicksilver shows up for the first time i i i grabbed jack like by the by the hoodie and was shaking him the entire <laughs> <Yeah>. time uh <laughs> choking and, uh, um yeah i don't know just i i suppose that the, the, that's my favorite yeah what about what about you guys i think my it's so hard i think on a very special episode episode five mm -hmm. that yeah that has one of the best moments with quicksilver um 
And episode eight does have some fantastic moments. And it has, I think, one of the best paid off theories, um, which is the theory of like why Wanda is creating this world like a sitcom. And I think everyone got the theory correct of like how sitcoms were a way, like as a Sokovian were like a way for her to uh, view America as a land of opportunity and like view sitcoms with her family. And that's sort of like a thing that she associates with comfort, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think also my favorite moment, I mean, everyone's clowned on this moment so hard, but it's when they're watching Malcolm in the Middle you know mm. and he says the line what is love if not grief no what is grief if not love persevering and i'm just like shut up guys it's a good that line came out of i know a fucking pe- robot. i i think i think mcu fans did I, mcu fans that aren't film studies <laughs> students did take that line and run with it a bit too hard mm-hmm. you know yeah which i can see why people started clowning on it for that but in the context of sort of just screenwriting in the mcu it's a beautiful line and it was revealed that it was actually Paul Bettany who like sort of came up with that phrasing. They wanted to get that sentiment, but he was the one who really came up with that. And I'm just like, brilliant, brilliant. But, um, I think one of my favorite standalone episodes was episode two. Um, when it was doing the sixties, I just, it's a good, I think that one was just, it, it captured what WandaVision wanted, like not really it's gimmick. (laughs) I don't want to get into the gimmick discussion outside the podcast it's a stunt actually uh, no just kidding it, it, i think that was the funniest episode um mm-hmm. with vision uh swallowing the gum and in mix mixing with his gears and stuff like that uh it had the best intro with the little animated like jetsons like no not jetsons bewitched sort of mm-hmm. intro i loved that um and it had like some of the most creepy the creepiest stuff too i think that was the one with i think that's when the the uh, beekeeper showed up in that one at the end, I think, right? And that's where yep. she went, no, and he disappeared. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck just happened? What was that? You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's just like, I think that was my favorite uh, episode total, but like all the stuff explaining the, like, the reveals and stuff like that. Oh, I got to share another moment that I absolutely loved. And that was Monica coming back from the snap. I never thought we were oh, going to see oh, a moment dude. like that in the MCU. <laughs> God. Do you remember my joke? Of her waking up. What was so your I joke? Two parts joke to that. First, I swear I saw Kevin Hart in the background. <laughs> he scrubbed oh, through shit. it afterwards. He was like, "What well, was Kevin Hart?" But then the second part was like, <laughs> was "I was like, why I would he be in the background?" Like, um, like I, maybe they just didn't have enough extras on the day, but like they had like people running by, like between, like in the like in one shot they'll have a like this one guy running by. And then the next shot, he's like way off from where he was originally in the same clothes and like running by again. And I'm just like, there's this one guy. He's like the funniest thing. It's like he appears like five times the scene running in eight different directions. <laughs> Whoa, what a fucked up hospital. We're just looking all the same guy. Is this hospital. I got to rewatch that and pay attention to that. That's Chris, that sounds like something that we would do for that that movie that we want to make, where just everything is so fucking stupid. <laughs> of like, you know, the camera shot, like when the car's going over the camera and seeing the dude getting hit by the car and stuff like that. You know, uh, just having a, a a scene of everyone rushing around, but it's the same like five people just running through different doors and hallways <laughs> and stuff like that. Like it's fucking Scooby Doo. Um. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that that was a great moment, but uh, just like very touching and some just awesome world building. You know, I never thought we did see that a little bit in Spider-Man Far From Home, but they played that off for comedy. And I, I loved seeing pissed it. Pissed me off. It pissed you <laughs> off? Yeah, I hated that well, so that's, much. Th- I don't know. That's like what a teenager would do when they see tragedies. You know, that's teenagers are clowning on the pandemic. You know, that's how they see the pandemic. But just seeing it in more a grounded and uh dramatic sense was just mm-hmm. it was really satisfying mm-hmm. for me as an mcu fan you know um but yeah brandon what was your favorite episode moment uh i my favorite moment comes from the finale um as the hex is sort of closing in on wanda and vision oh. and her kids mm-hmm. i love that she said goodbye to her kids oh. and said thank you for choosing me mm-hmm. and which we'll figure that out, like if they're like ethereal beings inhabiting her children or not, but I don't want to theorize on that. Um, but like that moment, I was like, MCU didn't have the balls. Like I thought her kids were going to excite, uh, exist outside the hex. They eventually will. They will but because they're they setting up young Avengers. At the end, by the end of the show, but I guess they're not. They're not, and I was so proud of Marvel for having the balls to kill off kids in the Disney <laughs> yeah. Plus show. Now they didn't show it, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But, like, I was like, damn, that was, like, that's a move. Because it's, like, most shows would just give the hero or the supposed hero, when she's actually kind of the villain of the show, uh, this perfect ending that she she gets to overcome her grief. But she overcame her grief in a different way. Now, bully, I don't know if it's going to be retconned, probably, uh, by Doctor Strange with what's going to happen and with the white vision. But mm-hmm. I think it's a great moment. But my favorite moment comes from the next scene where she's saying goodbye to her memory vision. And I have the quote because I wrote it at the end of my review. I said, I have been a voice with no body, a body but not human, and now a memory mm-hmm. made real. Who knows what I might be next? We have said goodbyes before, so it stands to reason. We'll say hello again. Oh. That that. That is so ma- good. nearly like, made me cry, and that that is better for me than the grief that's, and love line. Honestly, yeah, you're eight. right. That's way I was think- I was listening to that line a little while ago, and I was thinking to myself, like, do I like that line? Like, how do I put it? I okay, this is weird, but the the monologue from the original Blade Runner, Tears and Rain. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I honestly like Vision's approach it's more. Up there, yeah. Like a little more, I. You know what? It's just, it's just so like, vision. It's, the yeah. philo- it is... the philosophical implications of that, and like metaphysics and shit. I don't know, and like, I, I just, I, I'm all about that kind of stuff. So like that kind of, like, eloquent like dissection of humanity is so like it's just so for me, and like I love it. I think it hit me harder because I'm in that sci-fi class that you guys told me to take. Because <laughs> yeah. we're talking about AI right now and uh, testing AI for human traits. And I felt like right as the show was wrapping up, I was getting into that. Yeah. So it was like, oh my gosh, like it's like expressly tra- or explicitly translated here. But it's not like so like egregious that I think it's kind of cheesy. Like I think it's beautiful, yeah, and it's totally vision if you oh, read the yeah. comics. Vision, like, totally. vision, Absolutely. vision's like a romanticist in a weird way. Like the guy loves loves himself yeah. some some real wholesome philosophy. <laughs> I love it. I think, and you're right. That quote alone, I think, like, just made vision like. I don't want to. I don't want to use objectivity, like objectively, because all film is subjective, all TV is subjective, but like 
It'd be pretty hard hard to argue that he's not one of the best MCU characters after that quote, you know? It summed up his entire arc in just, like, a, a few sentences. And it's crazy. 30 years, almost. Yeah. No, not 30. 30 20. years? <laughs> well, three decades, but it's not 30 years. But it, you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> he's been in it for a while. 15 years? 15. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm assuming Jarvis was created, like, a... A few years before Iron Man started, so yeah, a little less than than twenty, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> thirty. Thirty years. <laughs> Remember when the MCU started in nineteen ninety five? Oh man, <laughs> where were you? I wasn't even alive. <laughs> but um, um, yeah. Any any closing thoughts to wrap up this review of Wandavision? Uh, Brandon, I got a shout out. Episode six and nine; those yeah. are my favorite episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Not because no, no, I see what no, you said. Yeah. No, 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 because <laughs> you did that yeah, to yourself. <laughs> we gotta clip this moment. <laughs> Ethan, I just became soft for a second. <laughs> I, I honestly like i can i can understand everybody's disappointment with the finale and like but i love the finale i think it i i think the pacing's off in it i think that's the biggest issue with the series i get into my review but like maybe that's the week to week thing but uh episode nine that uh that moment at the end rolls for me like those last 15 minutes mm -hmm. uh and this i i really don't find this the action really the most compelling thing in the mcu and i haven't for a few years now mm -hmm. so like the character moments matter and episode six because i loved malcolm in the middle uh so much growing up it was like one of the first tv shows i really loved right and um seeing them parody that like so directly it was so near and dear to my heart. I, I love that episode. That was my favorite sitcom episode. I think the worst episode is the Modern Family Office one. Yeah, no, that's my second worst, but I, I love the Monica reveal so much in that episode. That's, oh, that was yeah. in the Monica. Yeah, that was in that episode. So that was good, but I don't know. The I don't think I don't think they handled like capturing that show as well as the rest of the other genre, like decades, you know? The stuff with Vision and Darcy felt like very i i don't want to see filler but it did because it, it felt like they were trying to keep vision away from town yeah long enough for episode eight to take <laughs> place i think they could have done i i liked how they they cut him away and he's like what am i doing here i feel like they could that was good they, they should have done more they should have played that into that more you know and i did like the uh uh the moment where agatha is behind the scenes i remember we lost our shit when we saw that first time because we were like who is she talking to you know because they mm -hmm. ma they manipulated agatha's, agatha's voice to sound like a dude mm -hmm. so we're like is that mephisto you know like what the fuck's going on and that show also spawned the agatha all along song which is a bop <laughs> i just think it's the most that i think it, the predictability behind that twist almost ruined it for me because uh, i was yeah. like i imagine it was amazing if you didn't read the comics but like I think we all knew from the very beginning. We were like, okay, Agatha, that, Ag Agnes is Agatha Harkness, you know, and mm -hmm. that's just how it be, you know. Uh, but yeah, all right, cool. Well, everyone, that was our WandaVision review. Uh, 
our little discussion about the show, how we felt, and how we see things going forward in the MCU. Um, Can't wait for Cap, or not Falcon. Cap, well, Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Falcon Winter Soldier, the that's next week on my birthday. Very cool, very cool. It's going to be a big day for us. Big day. It's Snyder Cut Day and Falcon and the Winter Soldier Day, so we'll watch Snyder Cut and then go right into Falcon. Woo! That sounds tasty. Woo! Uh, but yeah, everyone, uh, make sure to share your thoughts on WandaVision if you watch it all. Leave in the comments below. Uh, actually, before we end, let's, uh, let's share everyone's scores. So, Brandon, yours was... 4.5 out of 5, right? Yep. Chris, mm -hmm. you were 4 out of 5? Yep. And I was 4.5 out of 5, so... Where, where does it fall in your rankings? Oh, that's a good... That Ooh. is a good question. Oh, I don't even put... I don't Chris, even think I put I, it in my MC rankings. Okay, come back to me. I'll be last. So I can okay, come back to you. Um, Mine, as much as I love the show, it feels so low. Because I'm, I'm a stinky MCU fan. Like, a lot of these movies, like, made me fall in love with film... So, like, half of them are, like, four and a half out of fives for me, you know? And, like, the top five are, like, the top six, I think. No, more than six are, are five out of fives. Just because, like, I don't know. They make me happy. They make me love life. <laughs> it makes me love. It makes me love life. Are you Vision? I am Vision. Probably what it's my twelfth favorite what MCU thing. You can't just say movie, you know. It's MCU media, you know, because it's no longer. Man, I hope, not I hope they don't do. I hope they don't do season twos for any of these shows, so they can stay on Agreed. Letterboxd. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> they should not just because they can stay on Letterboxd. They should make like because a it's sequel like... miniseries, you know, where it's it's a sequel, no. but it's a it's a it's its own show. I don't want to. I don't want them to. No, I want them to stick. I don't know with like one offs. If they have, you know? if they have like a, a something else they want to do with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, um, maybe call it. Well, they can't call it Captain America and the Winter Soldier, you know. But <laughs> they already did that. I know that's why they can't do <laughs> it. Uh, I don't know, but if they have something like that, uh, change the title. You know, you can't really. Can't be a season two if the title is different, you know? Mm -hmm. That's true. So um, maybe that's how they're going to get it. It's around. in my top five. Wow. But I don't I don't have as much high rated stuff as you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I've, I don't think I've, I don't think I've only rated one movie five stars. Uh, and that's Endgame. Wow. Uh, I, I, I will defend that movie and say <laughs> it's better than any other MCU you, oh, movie. And boy, did you yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of that by the right. way because because everybody's like oh everybody's like giving me these reasons and i'm like you guys are not looking at like actual no no offense to anybody <laughs> commented <laughs> i'm just saying no yeah you guys what are they not what are they missing i don't think they're looking at the like i mean they have different reasons for enjoying these movies than i do uh -huh. they are looking at action and pacing and they're thinking Oh, the first hour of Endgame sucks or is not that good because it's like it's character building because it's like it's them grieving after the last movie. And people were like, no, I want them to roll into the next movie and have it like be the exact same thing as Infinity War, but the reverse. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and I, to me, I find it way more compelling that they had to sit in it. You know, but not and not not just Endgame, guys. I agree. No, I uh, agree. we're talking about WandaVision. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but I, I mean, this is better than the original Avengers for me. It gave me a lot of like, um, a lot of great vibes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's as good as Guardians One, Civil War, Black Panther, but it is like really high up there for me. Like, I think it is a feat, and I hope the they start to do more projects like these going forward. Honestly, I think I gotta do a rewatch, but I have no time to do it. You know, I'm already I'm already struggling to do a Fast and the Furious marathon every once a week. <laughs> you know, I missed I'm already missed last week's Fast Fridays, and I'm gonna miss I might miss next week's. We'll see uh, what how our production schedule is like. But um, I'm definitely gonna miss the week after that because I have a family in town. But uh, we could do the MC, MCU marathon like I like I suggested. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think I have time for that, Brandon. Because I think my family's flying out on like Saturday. So, unless unless we can watch them all that Friday, (laughs) Friday the (laughs) nineteenth, and Wandavision. Let's go. (laughs) Just could is that even possible? I I think there's more than 24 hours. Yeah. Remember what I did freshman year when I did. I remember it was was like 4 a.m. I was I looked at I looked at my phone and I went on Letterboxd. I was like, Troy, Brandon's on Civil War. And then he's like, he's still going. (laughs) He's still going. But yeah, I want to do a proper marathon. I've always I've always broken up each one, like watching one once a week. But I want to see how many I can do, and I think that's a post a post grad thing. That's a post grad activity. Let me join you, please. All right. Well, if you fucking stay in LA, then maybe, motherfucker. And if you get vaccinated, oh by the way, I'm getting vaccinated on Thursday. Boop boop boop. boop stack news. I can come spit on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the episode God. right there. No. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, but Chris didn't even. Oh yeah, wait, Chris. Before the episode ends, Chris, what? Where is it? It is ranking? number eleven for me. All right. Um, okay. Eleven. Yeah. Wait. There you go. All right. Ooh, there it is. Go check out our letterbox for all of our lists, everyone. And uh, all right, now we're actually gonna end the episode. Fuck you guys. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> You spit on your viewers to end the episode.